0: Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted
1: by a team of expert surgeons, leveraging leading edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs.
0: Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online
2: at ficta.com. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you.
3: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Jay Spence the King. This is Buffalo Rumblings Breaking News. And, you know, we bring it to you every time something major happens. And today, November, Tuesday, November 14th, after the Bills' embarrassing loss, to and let me say that again, so after the Bills' embarrassing loss to the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills have relieved offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey of his duties. Quarterbacks coach Joe Brady will serve as the interim offensive coordinator. I have Sarah Larson. I have Jonathan and the big homie Brando. I got the all-star squad of Buffalo Rumblings joining me to talk about this breaking news. I need reactions. Sarah, let's, ladies first. Let's start with you.
4: You know, it was actually kind of funny because uh, I just landed um, coming in from last night. And I, the first thing I wanted to tweet about was like, okay, it's after 11 o'clock and we haven't done anything yet. What's going on? And legitimately, as I I mean, like, no lie. As I was writing the tweet, um, they sent out the, um, the notification and I got the notification that we had released, relieved them. So, um, you know, I, I kind of put out there, I'm not sure Joe Brady's the answer, um, either, but I like the fact that we're giving him, you know, seven games to figure it out. And, uh, you know it can't get any worse from here so and if it does then at least we know we really need to to wipe this slate clean and and start fresh
3: yeah Jonathan where you at with it man
1: I don't know it I I like that they made a move because obviously you need something drastic to turn the season around like when everything's going wrong um obviously it's not a one-size-fits-all fix it's a you know a single solution to a very multifaceted problem that I think has been going on with this team this year, but I mean, hey, it's either going to make the season worse because Joe Brady is is just going to bow to whatever McDermott wants, or it's going to light a fire underneath everybody's butts. So either way, you either make the playoffs and you're good, you know, you're you're going for Super Bowl or bust. I mean, that's that's what the whole season is anyway. So I'm fine with it because they didn't de- they need to do something. They weren't going to, you know, they weren't going to make a deep run in the playoffs as it was it felt like. So I'm, I'm good yeah. with it. But yeah, it doesn't fix everything.
3: It doesn't fix everything. My man Jason Aponte, shout out to my guy. Uh he represents the 49ers and he does great content. If you if you guys uh, are looking for 49ers content, go and follow him. But he has a question and this is the one I'm gonna ask Brando. What is going on? It, it, like like obviously waking up to this news it's kind of like, well, something had to happen. But Brando, what the heck is like why why are we even here, man?
5: That's the million dollar question, right? Or maybe it's a $242 million question, or maybe it's Sean McDermott's <laughs> $8 million per year question. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, we, we were just talking. We're like looking at the organizational chart for the Bills, and we're like, okay, do we start here or do we start here? And for this game, this past game, we started with the players on the ground, boots on the ground, and you see the talents not playing up to their level that they have performed in the past. You know, Gabe Davis has shown us that he does drop the ball sometimes and we have seen Steph Diggs be elite of elite of elite and Josh Allen be elite of elite we're not doing that but they're not being put into the places that they need to to succeed right they're making it harder on themselves to be great and when you have uh what is it the easy button offense that we used to have where you throw it to Diggs or you, you throw it to Colby, Easley you throw it to John Brown and Josh runs for the first down and we, we go from that to this, it's a huge fall from grace. So I think finding the ways to, to find the counterpunch. right? We've seen this whole scheme in the NFL change. I wanted to say maybe it's different now, but there was like a hundred less touchdowns scored in the NFL this year through this point of the season than it was in, in the past season last year. And the bills are, are right in the middle of it. And uh, it's funny because now you see these other teams cold score 30 points with Gardner Minshew and, the the lions scored 42 The chargers they had a big big time game and the broncos are they they scored on us and they stopped us and i don't know we're gonna have to uh face the the day of reckoning here and and sean mcdermott's one more scapegoat away from being himself now he has nobody else to blame it's he, nobody he else nobody. Now, everybody's gone that we started with the the original crew is no longer with us so yeah he's gonna yeah. have to the figure Frazier's it out gone. one way
4: Dable's gone, Frazier's gone, yeah. and now Dorsey's gone. So. What, Crossin
5: was the special teams guy let go, right?
4: Oh, yeah, and that was after, you know, the 2020, seconds.
5: yeah. Well, yeah. you know what,
3: I was going to bring that up because, I, honest to God, I feel like, um, so first, Joe asked a great question last night, or this morning about last night. He said the question, Joe Miller, uh, so everybody listening by pod, he said, is if Smiley's special team unit doesn't have 12 men on the field last night, does Dorsey still have a job today? And, and when you answer that question, and we'll go around real quick and answer a question, we'll go reverse. So we'll go Brando, John, uh, Jonathan, then Sarah. But if you answer that question the way I answered it, then it lets me know 100% that Ken Dorsey was a scapegoat. Uh, Brandon, how do you feel about it?
5: That's a good point, because you could sit here and say that we are also maybe a couple weeks overdue, because maybe Taron Johnson gets a defensive pass interference penalty against the giants game and chris godwin turns and catches the ball and now we're sitting at two and seven maybe this move should have been done earlier but it's it's not ideal i think when you're sitting there uh, i don't know man it's it's sad day for for bill's fans and it's something that they've never had to had to face before so i think
4: Oh, we, we faced it. And, <laughs> it's been a while. It's we been a while. It. It's, right? just been, it's been like six, seven years. So It looks you know. a little
1: different, but. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, last week, and before I, Jonathan, before I, I um, swing that question to you, I want to play a, a clip. So last week I did code of conduct, and um, the premise for the show or everything that I talked about was talking about. I know this show is about Ken Dorsey being fired, and we're going to get right back to that, but I think we're missing something if we don't talk about Sean McDermott. And um, one of the things that I asked was, um, you know, is Sean McDermott our version of Mark Jackson in the NBA? So did he, here, I'll play this clip really quickly, and then Jonathan, I'll get your your thoughts on it, and then we'll answer Joe's question as well. The whole reason that Ken Dorsey was hired is because we wanted, or they wanted, Somebody who Josh has already had a relationship with and somebody that he could be comfortable with. And I think that's okay. That's fair, right? But the reason why I wasn't, I told you a couple minutes ago, I wasn't a fan of it. The reason being is because I don't think you you use a rookie play caller at this point of Josh's. Like, Josh was doing so well. Josh was doing so well under Brian Taball. and now it looks like he's regressed. He's not reading plays the same way. He's not. He's not reading defenses the same way. And to me, that's an issue for the that's an issue for the offensive coordinator. And quarterbacks coach, whichever whichever of the two you want to put this on, I think it's on both. But at the end of the day, if Josh Allen does not pick it up for himself and do the things that he's supposed to do, he's going to get the guy he handpicked fired. Now, I said that a week ago. I said I said that a week ago to the day. I recorded Code of Conduct last Tuesday, said that a week ago. Now he's gone. The reason why I said that to Jonathan and also bring bringing up Coach McDermott, because now I feel like they made the move when it comes to offensive coordinator, but the team. I feel like culture's changing. Did you notice how for the first time in over four or five years, we didn't have players that wanted to talk to the media last night? They were turning down the media. Did you notice how over the last few weeks, Sean McDermott doesn't even want to do interviews in front of the media? He does them from his office. Did you notice that change? Do you notice how um, over years past, we've heard everybody talk about how come to Buffalo and be the best version of yourselves and be the best offensive court, be the best player, be the best this you're not getting those endorsements from the team from the staff or anybody when it comes to McDermott what are what is going on here man What what, what, how, what is your assessment of all of this
1: well to answer the short question I think Ken Dorsey is still the offensive coordinator if we have 11 guys on the field and I think that that means that he is a scapegoat in this situation and that doesn't mean that he's uh blameless in, in any of this but yeah i don't know i my first thought when we were on the show when this happened too like i wasn't talking about dorsey i was talking about mcdermott because this is three guys is a pattern you know it's it's not just oh we fired ken dorsey midseason. it goes back to you know frazier and the murky you know details about that and then back to the special teams coordinator as well so i i don't know i mcdermott has usually been somebody who seems to be self-accountable and self-reflective and has shown signs of a growth mentality, but for whatever reason, he seems to really be digging in his heels this year. And I didn't like the, I mean, you know, I couldn't have done a press conference last night if I was McDermott and I was so upset, but you got to do the whole coach speak. And at least that it starts with me, right? Not like, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that, which is, it's not typical of him. And I don't know, man. The buck stops with you and it's it's gotta be on you and the rest of the season is on your shoulders. Like there's no one left. You fired everybody, this defense is on you. Um I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I like that vibe coming from them. But again, this is like is culture just winning? Because the culture was right. great when they were winning yeah. a bunch of games and yeah. you know, they had hope for the future and even in I mean, the last time they lost this many games was, you know, whatever Josh Allen's second season where they weren't gonna make the playoffs anyway. So, is is it just winning thirteen and three last year, or you know, that'll fix any culture if you're not losing games? Well, I guess,
3: but you know what? Th- I guess that's why the question now becomes: Is it okay? So is McDermott the next one? Because you, when you talk about those games, we've regressed. So Sarah, we've regressed. We've we made it to the AFC Championship and lost, then we lost in a divisional round. Then we lost. You know, it's like we're we're going backwards, and now it it it's a I don't want to say it's likely. I know I'm going to bring Aubro Poe in here in a few, uh, Jeremiah Poyer, and he has all the confidence in the world. He's, he's, um, he's optimistic still about the team. So I'm going to get his perspective on that. But before we do, it just seems like if you look at it year over year, we're regressing as a team. We're not the same dominant. Nobody's scared to come into Orchard Park anymore. Nobody's scared to face the Bills. Um, so just piggybacking off of what Jonathan said there and then knowing the, that context, what do you, what's your response to that? Like, how do you? Yeah, do you no, stand? I
4: I I agree with Jonathan though that if at this point, if um there was eleven men on the field, we don't get that flag. They miss that um you know they miss the the field goal, and we win because of Josh Allen's game winning drive uh in the fourth quarter. It's a very different context, and the you know the defense you know stopped them even with the you know the pass interference call and. We would spin it all in a different way. Um, the fact, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, we, we got the penalty and they got uh, another, sh- you know, another uh, shot. Now, someone put in the the comments, I just want to, you know, say 13 seconds, 12 men on the field um, is on McDermott. Uh, you know, he's got to go. Um You know, McDermott did say in the in the presser yesterday that they literally practiced this this instance um you know two or three times this week. Um so it's it's you know who else who you know who who do you put it on at at this point in time? Um, you know, it's a lot of you know moving parts with a few seconds left on the the clock, but um we have regressed. Um it's something about Every year, the the mid um, season, you know, we the, like the six games in the middle of the season. And I think it was Tom Palacero just actually tweeted out um, that in 2021 and this year we, you know, went uh, two and four. I think it was um, both years um, in, in the middle of the season and 13 uh, turnovers during that time, both years. And it's like our stats are kind of the same um, in, in both of the years. Uh, I don't know what it is uh, in the middle of the season, whether it's because, you know, you want to say it's because maybe we have the harder schedule. This year, we had a very easy schedule uh, at this point in the in the year. It only gets harder here on out. Um, so, you know, Joe Brady's got his, uh, you know, got a lot to cut out um, over the next couple of weeks to, to figure it out. But at least we're doing it midseason um, so we can, you know, we can figure it out at this point.
3: I hope. Well, I'm going to bring in Aubro Poe, my man, uh, Jeremiah Poyer, And um, so this would be a two-part question for you. Um, so, A, I want your reaction to the news of Ken Dorsey being relieved of his duties. But then after that, because we're talking offense, all right, right? This is the offensive coordinator situation. You and I jokingly, but also we go back and forth for real about this Gabe Davis situation, too. So we're talking about the offense. We're talking about how it's played out. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons to me personally, why Ken Dorsey, there's several, but one of the reasons that Ken Dorsey was relieved is because I don't feel like we've gotten consistent production out of our receiver room after digs. So I'm going to ask the two part question. One, your, your reaction to the news. And then two, how do you see this helping? Cause you, one of the things that you've mentioned is well, draw some plays up for for Davis that like get him the ball. How do you see this change to Joe Brady uh benefiting the offense going forward or or just cha- what change do you see coming in general?
0: Um first I I don't really yesterday it wasn't on Ken. So I, I this this is an entirety of how he's coached throughout the season. I feel like this is and somebody's head had a role. Um and so I think that's what made this. I don't think yesterday was on Canada. Yesterday was on the offensive players' uh, ability to execute. And I don't want to sound like McDermott, but that that was what that was last night. Um, and But how it can help, I, I don't know. I don't know how Joe Brady's relationship is with Josh. I'm, I'm hoping that McDermott brought in Josh and asked him how he felt about it and whatnot. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. That could have been pressure. It feels like McDermott's been getting a lot of pressure from higher-ups this year. Um, He's being more aggressive on defense because specifically they didn't think Leslie was as aggressive as last year. So, like, it just seems like he's trying to be a guy that does something to save his job um, at some point throughout the season. And maybe this Ken Dorsey fire was part of that. Um, because I don't see how it with a quarterback's coach coming in, how it can get much better. Maybe. I I, I don't know. It's it's a tough it's a tough ask from the quarterback's coach to come in and take over for the O C midseason. But at least Brandon,
3: he has experience. Um, Well, yeah, and that's where I was going to go next. Uh, Jeffrey in the comments wanted to know, um, how does a quarterback's coach get the offensive coordinator job? Isn't it two different things? First, before you answer, I do want to say Ken Dorsey was the quarterback's coach here in Buffalo. Joe Brady was the quarterback's coach now, and he's the interim offensive coordinator. I think personally, I think it's a natural progression as far as jobs in the NFL to go from quarterback's coach to that. But, Brando, why don't you jump on this question here and uh, get Jeffrey an answer?
5: Well, it's it's the same thing, right? As uh, anybody else, you, you kind of follow your, your ways up. You see it sometimes. You get the offensive line coach will move up to an offensive assistant or the wide receivers coach move up to, to an offensive assistant. And the, the quarterback quarterbacks the coach on the field. So whoever's coaching the quarterback has got to be the, the person most in tune with that offense besides the offensive coordinator, right? That whole room together is one team. And this is the part that's interesting. And Jeremiah, I I, I agree with you here because we're, we're cutting from the same cloth of Dorsey now. And if we want real change on the offensive side of the football, we just talked about this on our show, is the puppeteering from McDermott only going to be worse now because he knows that Ken Dorsey's gone. Maybe Ken Dorsey fired back a little bit at McDermott and said, hey, we don't need to run the ball. Maybe, we, you know, it's. It's this, this is the way I want to do it. And McDermott's like, no, I don't want to do it, but we don't need to speculate. But now he has Joe okay. Brady, offensive coordinator for the first time since his time in Carolina, right? In 2020, maybe
4: 2021,
5: and 2021. He was, he and was let go in
4: 2021.
5: After with that, Matt that full season, right? He, he did one full season there. Um, he did so 2020
4: many... full season. 2021 was half a season with Matt rule.
5: Okay. And, and now you got a guy who is his man again. It's not somebody that is his equal. It is somebody that is is young and up and coming. Is McDermott going to say this is how we're doing it, and you don't get to you don't get to tell me that it's going to be done differently? Whereas is you know, Dable kind of I, I don't know. We just we this is what we've seen with our eyes, right? And I mean,
4: it, and again, it's speculation, like you were saying, because we yeah. don't know that that McDermott's really put his you know. um, stamp on the offense, you know, or, you know, to begin with, we don't know how much he was getting involved a hundred percent. So it's, it's, you know, what we feel like has been going on um, that he's been getting too involved. So you wonder or not involved enough. One of the other, like that it goes back and forth.
0: I will say this about, about it. Like Joe Brady can come in and do whatever he wants now because he's not getting fired. I mean, like he can come in and run the offense, however he wants, because what do you have left? Is is McDermott going to call the plays at some point? No, right. so I mean he could come in and really call the plays however he wants. And Brady kind of, probably has Josh's, you know, I mean more input from Josh than right. than Ken had. So, we'll see. and Jerry, um, you,
4: I, I was just going to say, Go Jerry and I were kind of talking about it yesterday. I agree with him. Um, even during the game and after the game, um, a lot of this was on was on the offense yesterday. So the offense. Still needs to execute whatever, you know, whatever Brady's calling moving forward. Um, you know, we have no more scapegoats. Um, it's got to be on Josh and, and the offensive guys. I hope we use Khalil, uh, Khalil uh, Shakir a little bit more. He's been truly great over the last four weeks. Um, so I hope, you know, we start to use him more, um, even if that means using less of Gabe. Support for this
6: show comes from Sylvan Learning. And get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, Could
0: mean,
3: we use any
0: would less of be Gabe? Open. I, would be, I well, would be disagreeing to
3: that, but it's all good. Uh, no, I, no, well, <laughs> you have this <laughs> thing with <laughs>
4: Gabe, and he's
3: He's proved, in love with Gabe, and I have I no know, reason, but... I have no idea. He's, like he's in love he with him. He has game.
4: not been. He's not played. He doesn't separate at all. And one of the, literally one of the interceptions yesterday was because he didn't separate. And then you know, then you know the. No, DB it's because he didn't.
3: Ca- You're right. You're right. But it's also because he just didn't catch the damn. No, ball I'm not talking about that one. Of, I'm
4: talking about the other one. Oh, he so so
3: two on Gabe. Yeah. Two on Gabe. Real so wait, it was, let me get the, the second
0: Was it Deontay? Wasn't it? It was Deontay. He threw a double coverage. okay? I no, was there live, uh, so I, I thought it was too. Was, but I, everyone I,
4: was screaming I, at Gabe, so I again. Yeah. I everybody blamed everything on Gabe. Everybody. had <laughs>
0: well,
3: a I mean, so they want to blame all that on Gabe. Listen, Gabe, but see, the problem is Gabe does it consistently. Last year, Gabe led the team and right. drop passes. This year, Gabe again is dropping passes in big moments. So I get what you're saying. I get your love, but consistently, we've seen now season after season, drop after drop from Davis. I get your love. I just need and to see something different. Two, I'm both to throw Brady. Okay, well, one of them just resulted in an interception yesterday.
0: And Cook had three fumbles in one game. So like I'm I'm just saying that like Okay,
3: first of all, see, this is what this is what I don't like. This is what I don't like. Cook had he had two fumbles. One he got back and turned into a 40-yard game. The first one was bad. That handoff was on Josh. And if you want to give it to Cook, that's fine. That was a bad handoff on Josh. Before I, I want to get to this comment, we can get back to the because matter of fact, I feel like that's for chop-up tonight. We're going to get on that for chop-up. Uh, Benjamin in the comment says, let's talk about Von. I'm going to take a different route on this question. So sorry, Benjamin, it's not going to be the exact answer you want. But let's talk about Von's terrible contract. Imagine what we could have done with 250 million. It's not all Dorsey's fault. No one can catch a ball or cover we could have had real players instead of a washed up Von Miller. Now, I think this is a rough take. That's why I'm going to take a different angle at this, because I think it's tough to expect Von Miller to be Von Miller coming off an ACL tear. I think he came back too soon. But my question to you is this. We're talking about Ken Dorsey being fired, and then we're talking about Sean McDermott having some of the blame. Uh, you know, Jonathan, and Sarah, everybody, like, we'll go in whatever order you want to go in here. What what part of this falls on on uh, on now I can't Brandon even think Bean. on Brandon Bean. Like, what part of this falls on our on our general manager? Uh,
5: I it, it can't it can't be that it can't be that much, right? It, it could be a little bit. I mean, there's
1: enough blame to go around, but it's I think that that's, that's the only person the that we're that we're not talking about today, right? Like, you know, we're trying to decide, we're trying to do the Bruce Nolan plural, plurality pie here for who's <laughs> to blame. I don't, I think Brandon Bean, you might put like one percent on it. You know, it's it's you know. At, We've seen GMing in Buffalo before. It has never been this good. So I think that the, the, the talent is on the roster. Like this could be a Super Bowl winning roster. I don't think that anyone mm-hmm. would debate that the talent is there. They just haven't been executing. They've got the yips or something. They need Dr. Sharon from Ted Lasso to come in and fix it. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what else you're going to do.
5: <laughs> do. Do you blame Brandon Bean for going out and trying to – he had a window and he was going for it. He And, and Vaughn paid off. It was worth it until Thanksgiving of last year. And you can't judge Vaughn until Thanksgiving, after this Thanksgiving. He's got to get the one full calendar year. And even then, you should give him some grace. I feel because... like he, you,
1: you can't judge the Vaughn Miller contract until his career is finished in Buffalo. Like, yeah. the the end of that book hasn't been written. And he's still coming back from injury. So you can't judge it by right, right now. And he we all gave really Trey worth a year. It. We all thought it was worth it when he was, you know... Forcing the interception in that Kansas City game last right. year, where Taron Johnson had the pick, you know he's making critical plays and critical moments. But yeah, it's just you know recency bias. I feel like that's it, the it, still only, I still think it's worth. It was only
4: yeah, it was only a hundred, and I say only loosely. Um, but it's a hundred and twenty million was his contract. Six years, hundred and twenty million, not two hundred and fifty million. So, um, I just wanted to kind of put that out there because when you read it, I was like it wasn't 250 million. Now, I, I feel like they were
3: just being a little, you know, oh, I think yeah. they were being extra there.
4: Um, Vaughn's right. here for at least another year or we're, you know, I think the the dead cap is like 50 million ne- or you know, this uh going into next year. Um, it's so he's still here next year. Um, even in 2025, it's we're going to have we're going to carry a dead cap um if he's, you know, gone of like 20 something million. So Yes, financially speaking, we were. it was one of those signings that let's just push the money down the road and we'll keep on pushing it um, with the void years and everything else. Um, But again, you're getting one of the guys that everyone, everyone wanted that big name, you know, the big name player. We were all freaking out. Oh my God, we have a Von Miller on our team. You know, like we wanted that big name person on defense. We went out and got it. It made it to the point where, you know, these guys want to play in Buffalo now, like, um, not, maybe not anymore, but last year it became, you know, the cool thing, you know, Von Miller wants to play in, in Buffalo. Why wouldn't anybody else? So I think that that's where you got to think about, you know, the money. We probably signed other people for less because we had Von Miller.
5: Can we also not forget? Sorry, Spence. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, go. I believe the other pass rusher that we wanted that off season would have been Chandler Jones as a free agent. Right. Also, up there in age, get, and know, how'd know, that turn out, with Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. same,
4: same cost, basically. So.
0: If you look at the roster totality right now, oh, that being put together.
3: Hold on. I'm sorry, real quick, because I wanted to get at your point, but my man, Big Newt, just jumped in too. So I want to give everybody an opportunity real quick to, to have some comments. Um, so one thing that... So I'm going to ask Big Newt this. Um, so Big Newt, we just talked about how the blame really hasn't shifted and probably shouldn't shift to uh, general manager Brandon Bean. However, I do have a question because today we fired the offensive coordinator and we just talked about how... Um, You know, me and Aubrey Poe, we're going to go at it head to head tonight on chop up about Gabe Davis and about all these other things. But we're talking about bringing in Devon Miller. But I mean, isn't there something to say about how we haven't replaced that wide receiver two production after we don't have Emmanuel Sanders or after Cole Beasley? There's something missing on offense. And Brandon Bean hasn't gone to replace that. Um, Do you think there's any blame there when it comes to the offensive side of the ball?
2: it's been plenty and thank you uh for having me on man i'm in i'm in lunch right now i'm eating a crustable so i wanted to sneak out and get on here y'all man so i got a few minutes but man i just wanted to say i know y'all probably touched on it. y'all been on here for 30 minutes but the blame go around everybody and somebody had to be the sacrificial lamb today and and i mean if you just hold serve and didn't have any changes. I think that would have been horrible for the fan base. And Bills Mafia don't deserve it. Now I've been very critical on Dorsey the last couple, especially this year, because I feel like Josh Allen's regressing. I feel like I feel like uh, once we were looking for a new offensive coordinator, we should have went out and bought the went out and got the best one we could. I feel like we tried to go for continuity, and obviously it's not working. Offensively, statistically, we're okay. Right? But we're literally two plays away from being three and seven. I was just tweeting to somebody an hour ago. A few more plays, two things break. We're we're eight and two. Yeah. But the Bucks game and the Giants game, we're literally two plays away from being three and seven. So when that happens in this business, is what have you done for me lately? And that's why we got what uh happened today. Now going back to your question about Brandon Bean, this is all a big jigsaw puzzle. Things got to fit in place. B has his limitations as a GM, right? Sean McDermott has his limitations as a head coach. We all agree on that, right? That's why we're in this situation we are now. We need somebody going to come in and going to get Josh Allen to play at the most optimal level because the way this team is set up, we got to have Josh Allen playing like a superhero to win. That's what the numbers bear out. That's not an argument. He has to be Superman for us to win. When he's not Superman, he plays average and plays below average, we lose. And last night was a travesty because the defense, with six or seven starters out, still played well enough for us to win. Mm-hmm. It's the mad curse, I tell you. We talked about the whole bad mm-hmm. thing, Jordan, something. It's the mad curse.
3: All right. Well, all bro, Paul, you had something you wanted to say here. I got a question for you directly. Um, are you worried? Karen Phelps, shout out to Karen in the comments. Thank you for your question. She wants to know, are you worried about Diggs wanting to leave Buffalo? So this morning, um, before the, the Dorsey news, we see Diggs' brother tweeting or last night he tweeted. And this morning, 14 needs to get out of Buffalo. Then he tweeted, let's not act like buddy didn't go crazy. Uh, you know, before bro got there. So alluding to the fact that Josh didn't perform at a high level until Josh until he got Diggs as a wide receiver how do you feel about all of these talks now about Diggs needing to get out of here and if he wants to get out of here and his brother tweeting like crazy with twitter fingers
0: i mean if he wants to get out of here he's going to be able to get out of here so it's, it's a player's league nowadays but i trevon just trying to get him to dallas i mean that's what it's been so he have been doing since he since the afc game last year against the Bengals. like he said the same thing at that point i, I believe the exact same tweet Um, I really don't care what he has to say. Like, like he's not over here. Like, that's a Jerry Jones move. I. um, But every time we talk about Diggs not being happy here, he come out and high fives. The you know I mean at practice and they do their little dances at practice. Like, I mean he he's an NFL player. There's ups and downs in this league and you got to roll with the punches and if, if he at some point don't want to play in Buffalo he's not going to want to play in Buffalo it is what it is he, he's also getting older I, I i think that he wants to win at some point before he gets like 32 33 when he gets uh reduced down to a number two receiver but i mean he he'll be alright here so, so i just want
4: to i i just want to say i i sit right behind the bench um for the the home games uh, row 1 and Diggs was in front of me all night long, um, talking to the guys. You know, going up to Cook and um, and, and talking to him after, um, you know, after the fumble, after the touchdown, like or at, not touchdown after that forty yard run. Like um, he just motivating all night long. He went up to to you know Gabe a couple of times. I don't know. I I love Diggs, and I hope to God he does not leave. Someone just put in the – and this is why I wanted to say it. Someone just put send Diggs to the Cowboys for a second. Are you ridiculous? Like, I'm sorry not to be, like, completely rude. Um, Number one, you're not getting rid of him for a second. Number two, the amount of dead cap that we would have for, you know, for a second-round pick, like, that's crazy. Diggs, to me, like, he – Tavon is right. Diggs was the reason that Josh finally came into his own. Josh needed th- that wide receiver, that confidence, that someone to be confident in in order to, you know, succeed. And Diggs was that for Josh. And I hope Josh never, you know, thinks twice about that because that, you know, it, it is what it is. And, no, do not let Diggs go. He has a couple of good years left, um, and I hope he retires a bill. I hope we could figure it out.
3: I understand your point, and I can agree with you on on certain level. But I, I hate the the that type of rhetoric where we say, "Well, Josh and because I also I I think we forget that before Diggs got here, Beasley really helped Josh's growth, and John Brown really helped Josh's growth, and. You know he yeah the the wide receiver unit got better when you got Diggs and Josh's numbers got better but he also played very well with with those two receivers as his one and two so you know and then Walter in the comments you know Diggs was a really good receiver in Minnesota but let's not act like he was the top three that we see him as right now like Diggs is eating with josh allen at quarterback there's a reason he won it out of minnesota so let's just keep this thing equal i love Diggs. everybody knows i love digs i'm not hating on digs i'm not hating on josh but come on let's let's not be a little ridiculous with this i got one for um i got one for jonathan here um it says how do we reconcile that the offensive expected points per play under dorsey is top four in the nfl while the defensive expected points per play is 20th in the nfl this season
1: well that's the that's the question we're all trying to answer i guess right <laughs> I, I think it's it really the, – the simple answer is execution, and the complicated answer is that it's complicated because you have to, like, break down every single drive, and it's like, okay, well, this went wrong. okay You know, and it, it seems like that's – you know, it's a moving target every week. It's, okay, we're making, you know, stupid plays in the red zone. Gabe Davis drops a pass and goes for an interception, and, you know, Kincaid drops a similar pass, and it doesn't go for an interception, and we're not talking about it because there wasn't a safety right behind him. And, you know, Josh Allen drops a ball out of nowhere, handing it off to Cook. Like, uh, yeah, what is that? Is is that that's something you can coach? That's something you can't work on. That's just a mistake. And I, I don't know. It's it's execution. I think I think it might be the play calling too. remember we had this uh, talk about big plays was a big part of it. in the explosive offense, they can be really high in EPA per play because they have bad field position. So they're getting to midfield and then it's just too many plays. A mistake you know inevitably happens because all guy all the guys can't be perfect for 12 play drives and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's it comes down to execution I I guess, but that's just kind of a a boilerplate answer. And uh I don't know why the defense is 20th in expected points when, you know, we I think we're kind of proud of what they've done lately yeah. when it comes to who they have left and I think it's the expectations for the offense as well. And offense nice. is down among uh, you know across the league, not as much as it is down here, but they're just they're not putting up the points, they're not putting up explosive plays, and uh, I think everybody's just in their head, you know, and it's it's hard to get out of that place. And maybe this is the spark that does it, but you know, when you when you're down and you're not rolling, momentum is everything throughout a game and game to game, you know, in the NFL. So and when it's not going right, it, it definitely just you know the train stops.
3: All right. Well, listen, we're going to um, get on out of here soon. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to go around. We'll give everybody a shot to have their their um, their elevator pitch for what the rest of this season needs to look like for the Buffalo Bills. With Joe Brady being the offensive coordinator and um, or even just whatever take that you want to end this show out on. So uh, we're going to go around. We'll start with new Brando, Jonathan, Albro, Pode and Sarah. And then we'll get on out of here and also plug your shows and, and any content that you guys might want to have uh, highlighted.
2: Well, first I want to say um, the JBD Big New Show comes at you at noon every Wednesday in the off season. We're bi weekly. You can find me at, at Big Underscore New. Um, I wanted to go back to what you were just saying about Diggs' brother. All right, we. I think we all. Well, I know I love Diggs, and I would hate to see him go. And I t- retweeted. I know people were saying, and Bill's mafia. Oh, look at him. He happy, and no, it ain't a thing. This is a thing. All right, because if you don't, my thing is this: if Stephon didn't want his brother talking, he would be talking. It's something to that, right? I, I, I don't listen to what people say. I watch what people do, and so I don't know if this is going to come to a head. Once again, I'm happy that we trade the offensive coordinator because that could have been it. But I was always the person saying, "This summer, it's something to this, right?" And so, like you just said, when we got him from Minnesota, you're right. His game got taken up a notch playing for Buffalo, right, the where he was in uh, Minnesota. I, I agree with that. But he came here wanting to win a Super Bowl. He came here wanting to put up big numbers. He's putting up big numbers. He wants to win also. What his brother is saying is something to that. I wouldn't just dismiss it. Because I know if it was me, I'd be dumb sure that my brother, or auntie, my mama, they're not going to be talking unless it's something I wanted to be
5: said.
3: That's a good yeah, point. And that's how I see it. I see it as in a way I feel like these are Dig- these are Stefan Diggs frustrations being uh, tweeted out by his brother. But Diggs can't tweet it because everything about his reputation over the last few years is that he's a diva and he tweets his feelings out. He tweets weird stuff and he always knows what he's doing. And he so now, OK, don't tweet. I'll let my brother go ahead and tweet this out for me. Go ahead. So now I agree with you.
2: But- but I do think there's something to it. Let me say something real quick, not take other people's time. Let me say one last sentence. Think about, because uh, my my wonderful friend, the capologist. I don't want to contradict what she said, but you, you can put on a happy face in front of everybody and be mad behind the scenes. Just think about That's a right. relationship. And just think about a relationship. It's plenty of times I'm pissed off at my wife. It's plenty of times I might have just won my kids on the back, but you ain't going to see it. So I'm going to put on a happy face, big dude always happy, but me and my wife can have problems the night before. I didn't like, I didn't like the sauteed onions she had in the in the uh, beef stew, whatever, but you're not going to know that. That's what I think Stefan Diggs is. He'll put on a happy face. He'll do all the right things during the game because he know he has to, but the stuff that happened during the summer and his brother with the Twitter fingers, you can't dismiss that. So,
3: i love big newt man go ahead brando (laughs) it's a great point
5: He's, he's just such a professional he's not gonna air his dirty laundry out in front of everybody and you know what i we were just talking about this in the show earlier i love the the batman movies with christian bale and you either die a hero or you live long enough to be the villain and right now the whole thing's changing the culture is real easy to get right when you're winning these games but you see who everybody is when they're getting punched in the face. And right now we got a couple black eyes and a broken nose. And whether it's these fans that are are new, I had people yesterday at the game, they're telling me, I've had season tickets for seven years. I'm not coming back. And then I got a lady that I push in a wheelchair who's never missed a home game in the 60 years of existence of the stadium. She's like, Yeah, I'll be back next week. I'm gonna rip these guys on. And I'm like, that's what we have to do. You you galvanize here, you got to rally, figure it out, and you support these guys. Now you don't you don't give up on them. You you help change the The mind group think here, and you know, whether whether it's his brother, I want to know know, what is their conversation like after the game. But Diggs call up his brother and he's like, Hey, man, you can leave that tweet up. That's right, that's right, right? Like, they're privately, but whatever we find out, he just be professional here and and don't give us anything else to talk about. But we'll see it how it plays out. We got to let these guys figure their way out. We could either be the storybook of the NFL. Because we go out on a run here and we go, uh, you know, what is it, 11 and seven or 11 and six or whatever, whatever it is. We go 10 and seven and, and we sneak in and we go on a run or, or we we lose and there, there's there's going to be a change if we lose. Right. And like you said, we have to we have to ride the wave. So let's let's ride it, see what happens. And uh, while we're all on this wave together, you can check out our show. Not another Buffalo podcast <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday and Friday mornings. We're, we'll be out. Our We'll be out. So. Me and Johnny and Pat. So that was perfect.
1: uh, Good thoughts for you guys. I like it. There's no way I'm going to be that smooth. But uh, what Brandon said, we're on the same podcast Wednesdays and Fridays. But, yeah, I think that the success of the season, like, it, I'm less worried about the opponents and more about, the team and their functioning and stuff like that i'm not worried about oh they're playing the chiefs and the eagles and stuff like that i mean they didn't beat the broncos and it wasn't because it was the bronc not because the broncos were good teams because they're not playing well so it's like if they play well they can hang with anybody they can beat all these teams if the offense is clicking on the cylinders that it did in 2021 so i don't know they can go on a run i'm hopeful of that eternal optimism from the drought i guess but uh i'm like i'm ready for a 10 and 7 wild card playoff run our
3: editor-in-chief Matt in the comment says that you guys need to hit the vidcast circuit so what that's saying is you guys need to join the vidcast side of things I've been trying I'm I'm still respecting y'all space and y'all saying y'all don't really want to do it but I'm just saying your camera looks <laughs> too good and the mic sound too great it, it just might need to happen but we'll talk about it another time I'm just
5: saying you, just saying. Just saying. you should nice. you should hear the things say. that
1: Pat says that we cut out of the episode. So. You guys hear the good
5: <laughs> stuff, yeah. You don't hear us fumbling around over here all the time, and, yeah. But that's all right. Well,
3: that's the good part. That's that's the yeah. fun part. But but yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it. So, Albro <laughs> Poe, what's up with what you, man?
0: i just. This is probably big, big uh, last seven games for McDermott. Um, this hire better do something because if not, it's probably going to be the Eric Enemy Show next year. Um, so. If it, if, I, if it was up to me, if it was up to,
3: Jeremiah, was up wait, to me. Jeremiah, but... Jeremiah, wait, wait, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, please don't get my hopes up. Like, do not even <laughs> talk like that. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, do not even get my hopes on any type of. <sighs> Jeremy, Jeremy. I'm just
0: I'm just saying, like, you better let go of the if he did
3: have reigns. I, we all speculate what is going on
0: in that. In that if you did have reins, it's not working. You better let that shit go. And if, if you didn't have reins, Joe, Joe Brady better be the answer for you or. or or something's happening in the offseason, you can't miss the
3: playoffs with this team. You going to plug your chop up or anything, or you just... Oh, yeah. Come,
0: come, see me, <laughs> come, see, come see me whoop up on Spence later tonight or day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he think he's going to whoop up on me. We'll see. It's oh, going to be fun to, to to reunite with the squad. Sarah, what you got going on?
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh, just going back a little bit, when we were talking about the offense and the defense, I just wanted to say, like, the the offense has been putting the defense in bad, you know, positions. And I think that that's the one reason why we've been giving the defense a pass for the stats, you know, because we know that the starting, you know, where we've, the, you know, where we've started on, on defense has not been, you know, great often and, and everything else. But uh, that was just something I wanted to say uh, before we, we went, you know, went off, but seven games left, I think, you know, at this point, we have maybe a game. I'm not even going to say possibly two that we could lose because right now the the AFC North um, looks like they could put two or three teams in and, you know, um, for, for wildcard, you know, so, you know, teams, um, team six and seven might be coming, you know, from, from the North. So uh, at this point in time, we don't have a, a lot of wiggle room but i'm not saying the season's over with because you know technically speaking you know the chiefs could um you know not the chiefs sorry the the dolphins could start losing um we control our destiny with with them a little bit now now obviously we're another game behind but um we were only a half game behind out of first place you know heading into last night's game so you know there's still that opportunity so i'm just going to say we have about a game or maybe maybe possibly two. Um, So it's going to be an uphill battle for the rest of the season, but it's not impossible. Um, I I don't care who we play. We always have an opportunity to win when we're, when we're operating on all cylinders. So um, join me and uh, in the big O Jerry Ostrowski on Wednesday nights, 9. PM. We always like to argue. So it's, (laughs) it's always a good time. So join us.
3: Yeah. Yeah, their arguments are fun. Uh, <laughs> Levi in the comments is sad that they missed the show. It's okay. We got great content coming this week. Sarah just mentioned her show with Big O tomorrow night. Tonight, my man, all bro, Poe and me and Sterling. And I think Antoine is going to join us. We're going to be going off on there. And then Brando and Jonathan just told you about their show and Big Newt goes every week. So... So there's a lot of content. Thank you for uh supporting us. My my take for to to exit out of here um is a tweet that I just put up not too long ago before we jumped live on here. I said, If we miss the playoffs, I want this same headline with Sean McDermott's lane, with Sean McDermott's name the moment that we are eliminated from playoff contention. For me, as much as everybody wants to talk about all the blame and everywhere and, and Ken Dorsey's gone and I've been yelling about Gabe Davis and uh, everybody wants to talk about the defense and how Von Miller isn't doing anything after his injury and whatever. Okay. We can blame everybody at the end of the day, the CEO, the end of the day, the man at the top, he's the one that just has to fall on. He doesn't have Leslie Frazier to fall on the sword after 13 seconds. He doesn't have Ken Dorsey to fall on his sword after this. He doesn't have Brian Day. But like anybody you want to name who was going to be the blame, you no longer have that guy. Now it's all on Sean McDermott. You're standing there alone. I need to see it. I need to see it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Buffalo Rumblings breaking news uh, about the Ken Dorsey firing. Everybody, y'all have a great day. Y'all know how we do it over at Buffalo Rumblings. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Everybody, let's get a Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.
2: Bills.
4: Code of Conduct.